0: This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast with Andrew McKay-Smith.
1: Thanks so much for tuning in. This conversation features Kai Hansen of Gamma Ray and Halloween. The catalyst for the chat is due to the release of Halloween's self-titled album for 2021. It is out right now. And if you haven't heard it, it is absolutely a contender for album of the year. Something else, the internet connection that I was using, and I think also Kai was using, was absolutely potato. So we drop out two or three times. There are some minor edits, but as long time listeners of the show will know, I ensure that any edits that are done Do not detract from the quality or the dynamic of the conversation. So here he is, Kai Hansen from Halloween and Gamma Ray. There was absolutely uh, no way that I was going to forego my opportunity to have a chat here given I've been a fan of Halloween, but not just Halloween, Gamma Ray for a very long time as well. So there you go.
0: Yeah, great.
1: Fantastic, yeah. How, how have you found the, the phone calls and, and the reception to the brand new album from Halloween and, indeed, your return has been going? Because as far as I can see, mate, everybody's just absolutely thrilled to have the great Kai Hansen back in Halloween.
0: Well, it's not only me. It's me and Michael, I yep. guess. Yep, Um, We, we got a little part in, uh, in this thing. But... Um, I'm I'm absolutely happy too, and so far the uh, the reactions to what we've done has they have been just amazing. I'm, I I thought we made a good album. I mean, in the beginning, I could not really even judge anymore. I I couldn't stand to hear the album. I was I was like really overcritical to everything, and I I didn't know what it was actually. Um, now with a little little time distance, I I love it. It's it's just great, and I'm happy. People seem to love it too. Like uh, journalists, uh, I, I talked to so far, and uh, magazines, reviews, um, uh, quotes from people, from from fans that have been listening to what was out so far, and uh, what well, today's release day actually. So it there is. will be much more to come in terms of reactions. Um, and well, so I, I read some comments already, and uh, like it's it's like. It's like over 90%, 95% is just positive, everybody's happy. You, of course, always have those uh, few percent of uh, dislikers and haters and, you know, whatever. It's like normal. But in general, I think we've done a good thing.
1: Look, I've spoken to Sasha. I've spoken to Danny and Marcus as well. And I'm getting such a great vibe From all of you guys so far, including from yourself, of course, in the few minutes that we've been talking. But, uh, look, it has been 31 years since your last studio album in the band, an incredible amount of time has passed. So I I guess to open things up in a formal manner, I've only got one thing to say, which is welcome home. But does it feel like that for you?
0: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it it is... um... It is both. I mean, it was from the beginning when, when we joined together again for the tour and started rehearsing, it was like coming home. Absolutely. And, um, and uh, it, yeah, I'm sure with, with a new, you know, perspectives, of course, and um, getting to know the, the, the guys better that I didn't know so far. Mm. And of course, realizing or seeing what has happened for all those years with the guys I've known so far. And um, everything has been very positive. And now with the album, uh, with the production, of course, that's that's even a more intricate story. Uh, if you if you get together in a studio and you know all these, um, well, we, we have a lot of songwriters. We have a lot of opinions. We have a lot of musical talent here in this band. I would say. And um, I was curious. It, it was like being home. It felt like okay, something I've I've seen before. Deja vu. And on the other hand, it was new territory. It was something like a new adventure. And um, well, I guess we managed bravely to go through and and you know, without, without any injuries. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, look, the other thing that I have to say is that Halloween is indeed one of the greatest heavy metal bands of all time. And that's an unobjective opinion as far as I'm concerned, that is the case. But, look, you guys are every bit as important as Iron Maiden and Judas Priest, and I feel as though the strength of the album, and I've said this to the other members of the band that I've had a chat to, I feel like as though it further cements your legacy, but even better than that, okay, because the past is in the past and the future is what lies ahead. It provides a wonderful platform for you guys to continue for many more years to come. So I know the other guys feel the same way, but was that one, one thing I have, didn't speak to the other guys about, which I'll ask you, is, was that ever spoken about in the studio, that this sets you guys up for many more years to come?
0: Well, absolutely. I mean, that, that's the idea behind it. You know, we were all pretty sure that it's not about like just making a one-off album and then disappearing again into whatever. Um, this is meant to be. And this is meant to be until we start looking ridiculous on the stage or something like that. You know? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. You know, once, once we do this, um, it is meant to be. And, uh, of course you never know what the future brings, but so far everything looks super bright. And, um, I'm, I'm very happy. And especially like you saying something like, you're, know, while well, you're, you're kind of uh, getting up into the league of Iron Maiden and Judas mm-hmm. Priest. I mean, wow. Um, uh, that's big. Uh, that's fucking big. I mean, you know, if if we have achieved that and we'll continue to to prove that we are worthy, then then we definitely can make a big sign I, on our history and say, well, you know.
1: Well, I can't think of any other band that has all of the band singers in the band. Name another band that's doing what you guys are doing and bringing that to the to the people, to the fans that love and appreciate the, your music because most bands, as you well know, they get to a point if they've been together for, say, 15 or 20 years and they can't stand each other anymore if they're successful. You guys have had the success and you've regrouped. You've got this wonderful reunion happening.
0: Yeah, right. Um, well, you know, nobody knows what would have happened if we hadn't split our ways back then. Um, so, maybe it would have led to the point where we couldn't have standed each other anymore. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> but, uh, I, I guess everything everything went right with, with the way things happen. Um, there's always, you know, I, I believe there's always some purpose for things to happen or some reason. And um, I guess all those years in between and all the, the different experiences that we made individually led to the point Well, we were able to get together with this and do it in a good way.
1: Mm. Yeah, do it in a good way indeed. And that's a a great point, that one there, because this album here is the band's strongest since the Gambler album from 2007. And that wouldn't have been easy to accomplish from the perspective that there are many more of you, which, to be honest with you, means more egos too, if you know what I'm saying, in the studio fighting to be heard. Yeah, yeah. But, But you guys managed it so from your perspective, what were the most, what were the most significant challenges in the studio?
0: Well, uh, there were a few, I mean, starting with songwriting, not to, to do an album, which is like painting by numbers and, and just, you know, say, okay, uh, what what are the fans expecting and we have to work for that. Um, basically, it was about making yourself free from that and just being Halloween. Um Halloween is in in my opinion is a band that can go very diverse in in the range of metal, right? Uh we have we have different ways of playing our metal and it ranges from from power speed metal to to hard rock, I would say. And that that's basically and, and some poppy elements are always welcome too, as we all know. So um we didn't have, we didn't make any <clears throat> any game plan or uh, say uh, we give any direction. Mm-hmm. So everybody was was open, come up with whatever he had in mind, and then we said together and choose it. And of course, the challenge uh, with with all these different characters and, and the different songwriters and the styles that everybody delivers. Um, the challenge is to make it sound like an album that is played by one band and performed by one band and not like a compilation of of different egos mm-hmm. um i guess we did a good job in in teaming up and and you know um putting our our ingredients individual ingredients into the big soup uh without any problem not meaning that we didn't have any discussions or controversial on some some points, you know, that I think that's healthy and that has to be in a band. Sure. You you need to, if it, everybody's just like saying blah, and you all, all follow one horse, um, I guess that makes things not so so. Um, it doesn't get that special tension, you know. That leads to this this grandeur, and um, so I guess we we managed to just go through this, and and everybody was aware of it. And somehow uh, it doesn't sound like a compilation to me, even though, you know, a song written by Andy Darris definitely sounds different than a song written by Michael Vykaus or Josh mm-hmm. Um but it's like Halloween altogether.
1: Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. You need that creative tension, don't you? You kind of need the ability to sort of be able to <laughs> challenge each other without hurting each other's feelings, but at the same time, where there is a bit of a winner and a loser, if you like. Where where some ideas do beat out other ideas, and not idea, not all ideas stick. And and I think that that I I did notice that your your soul, and I could be wrong here. So tell me if I am, but uh, your sole uh, writing credit is pro and I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to you, but probably the strongest track on the album, Skyfall. Oh, thanks. So I feel like as though Skyfall's every bit as significant and and has as much of an impact as say Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, and you know what I'm talking about there. And it's it's also sharing oh, yeah, sure. what's well, also sharing a name with a very good movie, a James Bond movie. And what what I wanted to ask you was that is that is that a song that you've been working on for many years prior, to coming back into Halloween?
0: No, um, it's that's that's brand new. It's um the, the, the initial idea struck me some sometime when it was about songwriting for Halloween, you know, that phrase. And I was just driving in my car and humming shit you know, for myself. And then I had this this melody going through my mind immediately words form. I always like to work with melodies and phonetics. So from the phonetics that I have in mind, words form. And so I came up with this line, you know, I fell from the sky, so don't ask me why I'm feeling so down. And and from <laughs> that point on, I, I started spinning the story around. It because I was thinking, OK, who could, could have fallen from the sky? Uh, parachuter. Mm. Well, that's boring. Oh, no, no. Alien. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that alien fell from the sky. And then, you know, the, the story developed together with the music. And then I was working on it in demo terms. And, um, yeah, it turned out to be pretty nice. I'm, I'm happy with the song.
1: Killer song. And uh, very. I love the fact that it feels like it's orchestral. It's like it's movements within that. So you didn't cut any bits out.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I, I like to work with orchestral elements, or orchestration. Um, I try to first go with guitar orchestration, so I do like the, you know, the Brian May thing, you do a lot of um, mm-hmm. overdubs and stuff, course, uh, in some places there has to be some keyboards to get that dramatic uh, background and stuff like that, which should never be in the foreground for me, but um, it's, it's part of the music, and... And I, I didn't want to repeat Halloween or Keep up the Seven keys but I want I, I was sure this this is gonna be some something epic like and uh, mm. so I, I tried to come up with parts were farming that were so far not been hurt by Halloween you know these little mm. uh, middle parts and stuff like that So something different but same same but different as we used to say here
1: <laughs> <laughs> So
0: um, yeah that, that's it.
1: Danny told me how thrilled he was to be working with you, that your voice, and he said this with the greatest of respect to the other two vocalists in the band, but that's the Halloween sound with your voice out front. So did you bond with Danny?
0: Oh, obviously, yes. <laughs> he never told me that. Actually,
1: yeah, that's personally. what he told me.
0: Yeah. But I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Um, so I, I think, yeah, uh, okay, um, I think I have my acceptance in the band as – <laughs> yeah, well, what I am, you know, prima like shouter, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm not so much like a, like a, a classic operatic singer and stuff like that. I have my edges, and uh, some people love it, some people hate it. That's fine. Um, I'm fine with myself, and um, I'm, I'm happy to, to have the band, you know. Meanwhile, even more acknowledging, you know, the, the little extra spice I can put on top with my vocals.
1: What was it like working with Sasha because Sasha strikes me as an extraordinarily talented individual?
0: Absolutely he is absolutely. He's um, uh, he, He's very artsy I would say and, and he's, he's, he's a super great guitar player and he's technically very 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 clever you know he's always coming up with with equipment and you know ideas about sound settings and, and shit like that and uh you know when when we are on the stage with so many people how to do things technically and stuff like that, and beyond he's he's very yeah, he's he's somehow classy, you know he's he's very much um I think he's he's always seeing the the term of aesthetics. For him, things have to be aesthetically uh, good, though still human, humanly imperfect <laughs> as he good sense. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, it's very it's challenging to work with him because he's sometimes not easy, as am I. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we had our little clashes here and there, but never in a bad way. Um, but it's good. It's it's kind of um, you know it's great to have people you can learn from and you can you can experience and you can see other twists instead of just going your way and um, just dominating everything. Uh, this is really fine and and I enjoyed that very much.
1: Hmm. Now, had you been keeping up with the band's material in the years between when you were out of the band, so from 1990 until 2017 when you came back in for Pumpkins United?
0: Um, Actually, yes. Of course, I I followed what they did and uh, what they did from Public School Ape and of course I heard that and Chameleon and uh, Time of the Oath and whatever came after. I have to say the recent albums like from Rabbit Don't Come Easy, I didn't really follow so much. I heard a song here and there too, but I never got down to really listening to the whole albums. Mm. Um, I don't know why it was maybe not so important for me at that time or whatever. I don't know. Um, I just cover more and more things. They did <laughs> after, after I was gone. So I uh, still yeah. have to to get big into the, the recent past and, and see what actually who wrote what and, you know, stylish, style-wise to get more adapted to the individuals. Um, I have some homework to do, I would say. But yeah. hey, never mind. It's, it's all okay. You know, um, but I've, I've been following, of course. Yeah, sure.
1: What were your thoughts at the time when you heard Chameleon and Pink Bubbles Go Ape?
0: I have to say, I really like Pink Bubbles Go Ape. I thought that was a great album. Um, I was like, wow, okay, that's a cool album. Only one thing was puzzling me about the whole album. There was something about the whole atmosphere on the album that was didn't seem right to me. Even though I liked the songs, I liked the mm. performance, but something was not right. And later on, I learned that they had a real hard time in the studio with the producer and internally, uh, fights and you know things that were not... Going well. And so maybe there was some negative buzz that kind of reflected on the album in some way. I don't know what it was, but um, it it was my feeling. And and later on, they told me, yeah, right, um, that there was something. Then Chameleon was a brave move, Mm. (laughs) put it in a good way. Um, I was like, what the fuck are they doing now? You know, (laughs) they're trying something. Um, Yeah. Because it, it was a good album—not not to say it was bad—but it was—I I was sure it was nothing that could be could be swallowed and and heavily loved by by the until then Halloween fans, you know, because it was a real break. Um, I completely understand when artists uh, try to break out out of their former um, structures and corset. I did the same. You know, with with, uh, Sino Moore and and Sanity and Genius, that was pretty experimental, I would say, Mm. trying to go uh, other ways. Um, And many people did that. I mean, you're talking about Maiden and and Priest, Halford did it, it, you know, and many more. Um, Some successful, some not so successful. Um, But I, I completely understand. I think sometimes it's necessary... Uh, to do that, to get back to your roots and do that with a fresh, refreshed mind and energy.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and, and to your point there with Maiden, yeah, they've definitely had some huge missteps, as you know. Everybody knows that with Blaze, poor old Blaze Bailey, what they did with him. But then Priests have gone the opposite oh. way where when Rob was out of the band, they came up with some very strong material, but they've decided to bury it, which is just crazy. You know, I, I was just talking to somebody uh not too long ago about that and uh in an interview situation like this and i just cannot understand why they're burying the ripper owens material ripper owens is a fantastic singer it'd be like bury burying some material that happened when you were out of the band now that you're back it's the same philosophy it but it doesn't make sense because fans get Mm -hmm. attached to the material
0: yeah absolutely but yeah I, I understand if this, you know, let's put it that way. Um, the face of Maiden with Blaze and the face of, of uh, Priest with, with um, Ripper was not not a spot of glory in their career. Mm, yep. So um, the events kind of like put it to the side for now. Though uh, you have to say, I mean, uh, Maiden play songs, which now Bruce sing, uh, that were originally sung by Blaze Bailey, Oh, uh, Clansmen, for instance,
1: stuff yeah. like that. You know, sign of the cross. So it sounds yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, there's a few songs but there as well.
0: Yeah. Like Priest were with, with Owens, um, they they started to go into another musical direction. I mean, it was still metal, sure, but it was not not so much Priest as you were like if you were a Priest fan from from the old days, it was a bit far from that, very right? mm. proggy and so on. Uh.
1: Yeah, industrial I bit of know. industrial it, stuff it, crept I, I, in, didn't, yeah. I didn't
0: like too much, I have to honestly say. I was not a fan of that. And um, even though Tim is a great singer, I couldn't accept him in, in priest because it was he was not Rob Halford, you know. Yeah and he was too much sound like Rob Halford. Mate,
1: the next question I had for you is um, <laughs> was there was there any bad blood that you had to resolve with the group's two long standing members being Marcus and Michael for, in order for you to come back in?
0: Oh, no, 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 whatever I mean with Marcus, I never had anything anyways, um with Mikey in the past, there were some things, but they were long 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 solved i mean we we all we both had grown up with time, and we didn't have any need to to uh, you know continue our our little fights from the past, yeah, uh, we could bury everything and and just be fine, I mean, I love this guy really i I'm having such a great time with him now. We we hang out together pretty much, and we have we share the same kind of stupid humor, and uh, can add up to each other really good. Both some weirdos that fit together. You can see us as like Baldoff and Statler in some way.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Now let's. uh, If it's cool with you, I'd like to talk about uh, your other band because that's the band that I actually am most familiar with you through Gamma Ray. Yeah, Gamma Ray. I, I remember the first ever, and I, I've been I'm referring to the band as a power metal band, but you know what I'm saying. I don't like labels that much. But you guys were the yeah. first power metal band that I understood. I've got to say it wasn't it wasn't Halloween. I love Halloween oh. nowadays, but it was you guys. It was actually a bit of reverse engineering uh, with yourself at the helm uh, of, uh, of things, with Kai Hansen at the helm. So the first album that I got from... Gamma Ray was Power Plant in 1999, and I still love the album. I've got to say, and you released and oh, Gamma Ray, I, I, yeah, you go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? I mean, <laughs> I, I think we've done done some great stuff, and it's very nice to hear that that it brought you uh, to to us. You know, um, that's really cool. Normally, yeah. it, it worked the other way around people who were into Halloween they were like starting to follow gamma ray but yeah it it's nice to know that it worked the other way around too
1: well I, I love I love the the I love the artwork and the associated artwork, and I love the way that you carried over some of the themes of the artwork from Halloween into into uh gamma ray and uh I just love the fact yeah, too, yeah. That, I just love the fact too that. 1999, when Power Plant was released, wasn't exactly heavy metal's high water mark, if you know what I'm saying. It was basically underground. Certainly here in Australia, metal was nowhere. You know, I, I, got, I had to buy your album on import through, through a, a distributor, I think, uh, in Sydney. And um, yeah. look, I, I, don't, I don't think you've released a studio album since 2014's Empire of the Undead. So, look, for all the fans out there, please tell me you, you're planning on keeping Gamma Ray going as an ongoing concern.
0: Um, I absolutely don't want to let it die. I mean, I said that when I joined Halloween, and and I let the other guys know, and and doing this, of course, there was always one crying eye, which uh, still is in some way because I've I've done Damore for so many years, and I think well, we we had a we did great stuff. Um, so now, of course, Halloween became priority, and I stand to that. Uh, nevertheless, um. I will. I would try to to come up with new gamma Ray stuff at the moment. Actually, to to this Corona time where we couldn't go on tour now, um, so we, we we're gonna try to, to make an album this year. So I'm songwriting, and the other guys are too. Uh, so I hope we can finish it this year and release it next year. Um, mm-hmm. this, uh, yeah, Crying Eye was was always like because I I always had the feeling shit, I leave the guy standing in the rain here somehow. And of mm-hmm. course, they they had this kind of feeling, even though everybody understood it perfectly well why I did it and that I had to do it. Um, but of course, there was there's a little bit of appeal to it um, because I love Gamma Ray, and as I said, I don't want to let it die and uh, want to continue as far as, as far as I can.
1: Do, do you get mini fans, or did you get mini fans that were turning up to Gamma Ray gigs with their Halloween? stuff wanting you to sign that and not really paying attention to what you were doing with Gamma Ray?
0: Oh, no. Um, I mean, I've got many people, of course, turning up with with uh, Halloween stuff on the signing sessions or whatever mm. and uh, being Halloween fans, of course. That's I guess that's natural, but uh, that was not that I could remember anybody who was like saying, well, I I don't like Gamma Ray, but can you sign say my, say my Halloween albums? Mm. I, I wouldn't know about that.
1: Yeah. Well, sometimes it happens when you've got a very successful band like Halloween and, look, you've been in Gamma Ray almost as long as you've, you've been a member of Halloween, all things considered. Gosh, you know, I mean, it's been that long now. Gamma Ray has been a band since for about 30, what, 35 years, is it? 32 years? It's been a long
0: time years. at this point. yeah. Th- yeah. 30 yeah, years. Actually, we, we just done, a, a recently we've done, we do, we've done some streaming show uh, in the pandemic times. We had the offer to do a streaming show and we did it and we even um, invited Ralph for a guest role. Yeah. And um, that was very nice. Uh, and we were, yeah, we're, we're done with the production of a DVD from it. So and CD, DVD and it will come out soon. So um, that will be fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, now, I reckon one one of the aspects of Gamma Ray that I I adore is that you do these cover versions. Now, I reckon your cover of "It's a Sin" by Pet Shop Boys is the very best metal cover of a pop song. And God, there's there's hundreds, if not thousands, out there, of pop songs that have been covered by metal bands. But the high Watermark is your version of Pet the Pet Shop Boys song. So, here's the other here's the other thing that I'd request from you is that you think about recording a covers album with Gamma Ray.
0: Uh,
1: no, there we go. Back. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear. You. Yeah, we made it yeah, back. Okay. I think right there. Yeah, it's just one of those nights. Yep. I think here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
0: you you got what I said?
1: No, nah, sorry. Go, go ahead. I, I missed it. It was about a minute there that sort of cut out, and I was about to okay. call back again. But go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, about, uh
0: about the the, the cover album. Um, yeah. I never considered uh, making a real full cover album because I always thought, okay, if we have some idea for a cover, we can always put it as a B-side or some extra track for an album, which is fine. Uh, but full album covers, I would only do if we run out of ideas, maybe.
1: Mm. But you, you, you understand my point, though. You do specialize in in very excellent, okay. m- like metal versions of pop songs. It seems to be one of the one of the great characteristics of Gamma Ray.
0: Well, I guess um, we can do it. Yeah, sure. Um, we have a feel for that. And uh, Pet Shop Boys is, is a funny thing. Yeah, I always mm-hmm. heard the song on the radio, and uh, was always like, "Fuck, oh, this could be a, this could be a metal version of it." And I had to think about actually. I had to think about uh, Priest, Diamond and Rust mm-hmm. uh, because you know it was a Joan Bay song, and 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 they put it into this riding riding rhythm and stuff. And when I heard Pet Shop Boys, it could. I I had to feel, oh, this could be done in that that vein, in that direction. And uh, we tried, and it worked out very, very well.
1: Mm. Hey, uh, let me ask you a bit of a a question that you might not have uh, been asked a lot at the very least. But with a career such as yours, from the outside, from myself as a fan's perspective, there's not a lot that you could probably have a lot of regrets over. But that's probably not the case. So do you have any regrets about your career so far?
0: No, actually I don't. Mm, great. Um, I, actually, no, really when I look back, I think well, I've done the best I could at all times. And um, we had ups and downs, sure. Especially around the, the, the time between 92 and 97, I would say, uh, when, when the metal, the classic metal scene was completely destroyed. You yeah. couldn't even show up with a double bass because that was not cool anymore and stuff like that. You know, everybody was looking for the alternative to the alternative. Grunge and blah blah blah. So um that was that was hard fighting times actually. Uh, but I, I don't I don't regret anything actually. The only thing I, I sometimes regretted is uh, when I started gambling not to have the name Halloween, <laughs> because I think it okay. would have sold more albums. But that was the only regret I had.
1: That's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of bands that 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 look back on when they first started out in their youth and think, if only we'd picked a band that had more commercial, a band name that had more commercial potential, then we could write whatever music we want because it doesn't change the meaning of the music. I certainly understand where you're coming from at that point. Yeah, you know. So. Well, that's um, <laughs> that's a given. <laughs> So so no doubt, look, there, there are plenty of glories that are on the horizon for you given the strength of this self-titled album here, but if you had to pick a single career highlight so far, what would you pick?
0: You mean in terms of song?
1: Well, the whole thing. I mean, you've been, you've done what, you're literally the one in a million in that you can be a career musician playing heavy metal. Many try, but most can't oh. do it but you've done it. So what's given you the greatest sense of satisfaction about all of that?
0: That's a tough question. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
0: Because that, you know, I I can't name one point that is like the highlight of everything um, because that will put down everything else in some way. Uh, so I, I don't know I mean I, I I remember Milestones for me like you yeah. know of course you know everything Halloween in the beginning but then with Gamma Ray um, I was heading for tomorrow which was like a real breakout album for me you know completely free of anybody else and stuff and then a bit experimental then Land of the Free like a like a big big um, return to to the classic Halloweenish style Hansen medal, and uh, then later yeah. on No World Order, which I really love still because it's so it's so pure, a uh, very direct album, and so on. You know, there's always like these points where I say, okay, they, this has been something, something special.
1: Yeah, I agree with you absolutely about No World Order. By the way, I think that it look. I'm not one for making huge statements. Okay, sometimes I am, but. You know, I might as well go and say. It, I think that might be the best album you've been associated with, No World Order. That's a ball tearing yeah, album. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that one. When I first heard that one, there and and the that operatic introduction that you did that to that, I remember getting that CD back in. Was it two thousand and one that was released? I remember getting that and yeah, putting it in my car CD player. And I remember, and this is true. I remember I had to pull over because of the lyrical themes, you know, about the Illuminati and this sort of stuff, and what you were getting yeah. at with that. But how heavy, but at the same time, how fast it was as well. You guys, you knocked it out of the park with that yeah. album.
0: I think we, with this album, we, we really nailed it. Uh, the whole production was so good. Um, you know, I was so happy with the sound and, and the performance and everything. We really. Well, we did something good. Um, you know, sometimes you wonder, okay, this was so so down to the point. Why maybe the next album was not so down to the point? You know, and mm. it's really funny.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, now you've you've been to Australia before, haven't you?
0: Oh yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, what what were your impressions of touring Australia? Well,
0: touring would be said too much because I think we only came for, with camera, we only came for uh, one show in, um, was it Melbourne?
1: Yeah, probably got, Melbourne. Um, they get the all good camera. shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And,
0: uh, and that was very cool. I mean, I really, I, I remember walking through. The uh, animal park there, stuffing um, stuffing eucalyptus leaves to my nose because it was blocked. <laughs> and seeing those koala bears being high on on that stuff, and you know, I I had I had good memories, and and the the show was really fantastic. The fans were great, crazy, crazy, and um, yeah. Well, I was regretted that we didn't make it back.
1: Mm. Have you been down here for holidays or or anything like that?
0: No, no, I never made it. Um, oh, no. I, I only made it for white.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you think when you, when you first started out then way back in the day, you know, a young fella from Germany, you got all the greats coming out of Germany at the time like Michael Schenker and, and Accept, so many great rock bands and metal bands coming out of Germany. It must have felt like as though, and obviously it came true, but we all have that dream that, to become a rock star. To become a professional musician, but did it truly feel like it could become a reality for you when you were fifteen and sixteen? The way it has it has evolved,
0: it didn't feel like a reality. I mean, I was I was jumping on my bed in my in my room at home with I don't know uh, fourteen or whatever. You know, when I started, I started playing guitar with twelve, and I was a huge Sweet and Slade and Uriah Heat fan and all that. You know, so I was you know, jumping around with my guitar on the bed and, and just imagining, uh, you know, being being, being like them. Uh, but I never thought, I never went so far to, to say this has to be or this can or will be a reality. I I just walked away that was given there and uh, made the right decisions at the right point, probably. And with a, lot, a little luck and talent, well, here I am, you know.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. No, well, you've got the talent. It's I just don't know whether t- look, talent is one thing, but you've got to have the resilience. There's that key word, the resilience to oh, to deal absolutely. with the bullshit. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. There is no there is no space for half-hearted things and 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 uh, and and making a career only on rock star dreams. You know, you have to love the music. You have to love what you're doing. You have to be a fan of what you're doing, and uh, do it with all your heart and and put all your energy into that. Otherwise you're you're never gonna make it. You know, you're just gonna be a wannabe. And uh that's that's the point.
1: If you could go back and give yourself some advice when you left Halloween, what would it be? <laughs> hmm. Well
0: <laughs> some advice. What would I've said? Get vocal lessons
1: <laughs> you don't need vocal lessons <laughs> you can sing well,
0: <laughs> yeah meanwhile' I'm halfway good
1: <laughs> you have a very distinct voice. you're like Bond Scott in that when you hear your voice, it's just you
0: oh thank you. that's very nice because I always that's that's how I see myself, you know i'm I'm not one of those um High high classy singers. Um, I'm 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 a guy who, who is like stands to his ugliness. I'm I'm like Lemmy, Ozzy Osbourne, Braun Scott, always thought about that, you know. Um, when people like criticize my voice, I say, Well, okay. What the fuck? <laughs> well, there's why a
1: lot people of your,
0: just,
1: Why would they have a reason to criticize what? your voice? Why would they have a reason to criticize your voice though, unless they're just being fuckwits?
0: are too scratchy annoying or whatever you know too high like like sounding like a dwarf on acid or something like that you know um mm-hmm. it's it's all a matter of taste in the end yeah you know, yeah it, great there's yeah. some that might be good singers but i can't stand to hear them for instance i'm, I'm like oh my god no turn it off. um but it's 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 just a matter of taste
1: I think it is too. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, look, I'm a musician too, and uh, the few times in my life I've had feedback where people have said you're doing it wrong or what have you. It's like wrong. <laughs> what do you mean by wrong? Or or you need to change it so yeah, it fits right. better or what have you? It's just it's just a matter of personal opinion and taste. I mean, unless you're out of tune, then that's a different story. If you, if you can't do it exactly. or you're out of tune, if, then if, that's sure. a different
0: story. Yeah. If your phonetics suck, or if your if your tuning sucks, or or your timing is shit okay then it's absolutely fair to say well it sucks but um yeah well if, you, if you're doing a good job and it's just about the the, the character or the, the the sound of your voice um then it's a different story then people can say well i don't like it but uh, they cannot say you're doing it wrong or yeah you suck or something like that that mm-hmm. would not be fair
1: hey, i'll make this one my final question for you then but uh Look, I do feel as as though you have accomplished a hell of a lot, and you have accomplished a hell of a lot. That is an unobjective opinion. Again, you have done it. But when you shuffle yeah. shuffle off the mortal coil and uh, people are standing around remembering you, what is it that you hope that they say about you? So what are the characteristics and the sort of life that you've led that you hope you are remembered for most?
0: Oh, my God. <clears throat> well, I guess um I want to be remembered for for writing good songs, making albums that people can enjoy, bringing a little joy to to people's lives, maybe even inspiring people to pick up a guitar and and following uh, that that same path. and uh, that would be that would be good. you know And they oh. can remember me as yeah, he was rock and roll.
1: <laughs> I think that's all but a short on that front there. I think you'll be remembered as an original. That's what I think you're going to go down at, somebody who led life and played music the way you wanted to play it.
0: That's true. Yeah, free spirit.
1: A free spirit indeed, yeah. Well, you got many more years ahead of you, so don't think I'm trying to get you to shuffle off the mortal coil anytime soon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, as I said, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still very good, and so I, I think there will be much more to come. Yeah, sure.
1: I, I the, the final point would be, and I've made this point three times already, as I said, because I've spoken to three of your bandmates, but mate, we need to see you down here. You know that. You get probably get heaps of mail from Australian fans.
0: Oh, sure, of course. You know, and um, well, I only can say I hope, I fucking hope we make it.
1: Well, let's hope it happens too. Just, uh, Next, whenever this bullshit COVID stuff is all done with, mate, you know, if we can be one of the first territories, us in Japan, yeah. because we tend to be a, you know, a team, us in Japan, if we can be one of the first territories you visit to try out some new material and put on one of those wonderful two-hour-long sets that you're known for, go for it.
0: Yeah. Uh, we we will try our best and uh yeah going to japan and and you know helping to Australia is always is always a good good um way of doing it absolutely yeah so um yeah, let's hope for the best i think i I'm pretty sure our agencies and managements everybody is working on that because um we we get a lot of good feedback from Australia, and um well, you know we wouldn't want to miss it
1: no well well, we don't want to miss it either, so look you know. Again, mate, Kai, you're a legend. It's been a pleasure to chat to you. I've loved listening to your music for as long as I've been listening to it for, and uh, long may you continue to create raucous rock and roll and heavy metal.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. It's my pleasure, and, uh, yeah, thanks for this nice interview. It was a real pleasure.
1: Likewise, brother. No worries. All right. Well, all the best with things. Have a great okay. day. <laughs> yeah, see you soon. Huh? Absolutely. No worries. Catch gotcha. okay. Rock on. Rock on!
0: Yeah,
1: bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning into that chat between myself and Kai Hansen from Halloween and Gamma Ray. Hope you enjoyed that. If you did, there's plenty more like it over at scarsandguitars.com. Just search via the Wooshka widget. So many more conversations. Well over 550. All of the stars of extreme metal, heavy metal, rock. And many others too. if you've got some time on your hands, it's worth diving into the many interviews, the many guests that I've had on the show, I shouldn't say interviews actually because they're conversations. I'm making a big point now of reframing and saying that they're not interviews, they're conversations that I conduct because well, that's just how I do things. Anyway, my name's Andrew Mackay Smith, the host of the Scars and Guitars podcast series. Thanks for tuning in.